The world is pushed off the ball. This one will go to touch. Or will it? No, they'll take the shot at goal to try and deny Australia their losing bonus point. They called for the shot. And they got the time is on. a call Easy. late. The time's on. To deny the Wallabies a bonus point in this pool. Wallabies to take on Wales in seven days' time. Off it goes. There it goes, dead. And that's full time. It's a stunner. Incident Yen. For the first time in 69 years, Fiji have downed Australia. Yeah, an absolute stunner from Fiji, knocking over the Wallabies in San Etienne this morning, Australian time. Brett McKay with you for the Raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, powered by ASICS. And I'm joined by my regular Raw Rugby podcast co-host, Harry Jones. And the great rugby tourist Jim Tucker coming to us from the start, Geoffroy Guichard in San Etienne for the instant reaction to Fiji's stunning 25-15 win over Australia. Uh, Harry, I, I know we can't believe what, we, what we've just seen, but Jim, we can't quite believe what we're hearing from you right now. Tell us tell us how it's all going there now in the stadium. Uh, it's, the, it's the local band, local regional songs, and, and that's the festivity of the whole occasion. Rising in tempo, the crowd's going with it. And it has to be said, there were 41,000 people in the stadium today. And the majority, even with the 10,000 strong Australian contingent, were going for Fiji. And that had significant value for Fiji. Kept them rolling, kept them going. But uh, I've got to be the, the bluntest I can be. Fiji were the better side by mm. a considerable way. And that is why they won the game. Don't go into any excuses about Australia this and Australia that. Fiji were the better team today. Yeah, and the better team, Harry, by by a good margin by the end of it, weren't they? I even think that the score flattered the Wallabies. Uh, yeah. I think that in the end, the Australia's scores were a bit fortuitous, whereas Fiji's uh, points came from solid test rugby, smart rugby, set-piece rugby, uh, phases. Um, I think you'd say they were comprehensively the better team and deserved it easily. Yeah, yeah, you'd nearly say that they that they outstructured Australia, which seems like a bizarre thing to be saying about Fiji and rugby, but they were just absolutely superb by it. Um, so good. You all know and love the instant reaction format, um, and you know how this all all works from here. Very similar to what we did with Jeff Parks in Paris last week. Um, we'll come up with our headlines and summary and go through those, and then we'll let Jim go and actually wrangle his tour group there in Saint Etienne, and, and Harry and I will go through the stocks rising and falling again with an eye forward to next week to finish it all up. So let's get into it. Um, the, the headlines, just just kick us off, Jim. I know you've got something great for us. Uh, well, I'd have to say not so flash, Gordon, because he really got found out a little bit today, uh, not without 
his enthusiasm and endeavour, but he did take the ball forward a couple of times in a game that had to be no errors, and he coughed it up big time. Uh, he got hit by a front row forward that normal, normally he'd be floored on the ground, but he got up. Uh, Mawa hit him a, a rocket shot in that first 10 minutes, but that first few minutes of the game where Australia milked a penalty was the sort of play they had to come up with much more throughout the game, whereas a lot of short side play, punching forward and forcing an error from Fiji or, or getting the penalty. And it just never panned out that way. So I think you're seeing a changing of the guard for the tournament. I think Donaldson will play yeah. at 10. And I think uh, you'll see Nwakanita Wasi potentially at fullback. Uh, there's a bit more thrust coming into the line then. And uh, it gives the option perhaps to have Kellaway on the wing. Because I'm still not convinced about Vernavalu. No. Good things, bad things, and I want consistent things. So, uh, yeah, Donaldson uh, didn't look overawed by the situation, so I'm thinking he's our number 10 from here on. Yeah, you could well be right. Harry, what's your, your headline? What have you thought? My headline is Eddie the Unready. The Wallabies. <laughs> yeah, I like the that. Wally, the Wallabies out everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, gra- that's a great headline. That is a really, really good headline. I've, I've similarly just got Wallabies wobble against Clinical Fiji. And the fact that, as we said before, the fact that Australia thought they could play a structured game against Fiji and then get outstructured and then revert to a completely ad hoc, no structure, no plan, no direction game to try and finish that and win it. Um, just just extraordinary. The, the way that we thought that the Wallabies were going to try and play this game to the way that they've actually tried to play it is just poles apart. Can't, just absolutely poles apart. Jim, you're there at the ground leading a tour group for, for Gullivers. What's been the immediate reaction amongst the tourists? Well, it's got to be said that there was some trepidation in the group before the game. People seeing... Uh, exactly what unfolded, really. Um, you, you've got to be honest, this is not a wonderful Wallabies team. And that, that's not being negative about the Wallabies, mm. but skills, come on. Uh, Patea kicking it dead. Vunavalu kicking it dead. And then not having a, a, a reverse switch to change up the game in the last five or six minutes. We kicked it seven times with time virtually up and tour group members are pulling their hair out and many have as much hair as I have and they were struggling (laughs) going this is not the way we want to see Australia go down Uh, I did think there were some players who played extremely well Uh, Karevi played nicely Corabetti never stopped trying Uh, Angus Bell rumbled forward Um, there there were some players like that Uh, again Nawakanita was he had a pretty uh, solid game as well uh, and I would say Isaac finds Lalawasa. I don't know if we see Nick White again in the tournament. Uh, he, he and Tate McDermott have that speed that just added something to the Australian game. Nick White, I've I got to say, he was a big negative for me. Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's interesting because I thought White's speed of pass in the first half particularly was actually creating a few, a few chances, <laughs> yeah. which, was, which was really interesting to say. The, the back line, just to finish, uh, Jim, the, the Wallabies' back line was Fiennes-Liliawasa, Donaldson, Korombeti, Fiketi, Pattaya, Vunavalu, Nwanganitawazi. Had you have thrown that back line up 
as what the Wallabies would finish the Fiji game even two weeks ago, you'd have been able to name your own odds, I'd suggest. Like, it's it's really hard to see where this Wallabies team is coming from at the moment. Yeah, I agree. Like, the ensemble rugby that the Fijians were even practising in the warm-ups, just sort of gliding little three-man weaving patterns, which they put into operation during the game. And it's just so natural to them. We are very clunky. We had not that explosive front football where Karevi mm. could ever get more than a step or two's build-up. We, we just had – we're very flat-footed almost in the, our backs going forward. Mm. Uh, it was a really average performance. Credit to Fiji. They played brilliantly. Mm. And where do you put it in, in the pantheon of Wallabies games? Well, we lost to Samoa in 2011. Uh that was a team with lots of celebrating Queensland Reds players who still weren't uh, fully detoxicated from <laughs> winning Sober. the Super Rugby title. <laughs> Got to be honest. Yeah. Beaten there. This is in the World Cup upsets with um, Samoa knocking off Wales in 1991. Fiji have lost lots of tests with Leeds, but they stayed true all the way, never declined. And I think we probably saw the value of the Fijian drawer, giving them yes. that extra depth off the bench. So Absolutely. in a way, we've done exactly what World Rugby wanted to do. We've brought Fiji up not only to our level, but beyond it. Yeah, yeah. The the key, yeah, it's quite incredible, Harry. It's going to be up there with, you know, Japan beating Ireland in 2019. Yeah, Japan maybe even beating South Africa in 2015. It's just, it's a huge result for Fiji. Yeah, I was going to say that Eddie's been involved in two Brighton beaches, but this one's a bitch. Um, and I, I think, and I, and I say that, and I'm saying that not joyfully or gleefully, but Eddie has something to answer for here because he's been very prickly and antagonistic to the press. He's been uh, needlessly belligerent when these were obvious questions about why is, why is Quade Cooper less reliable to you than Ben Donaldson? When in the end, yeah. and people said, why are you comparing Ben Donaldson? Well, in the end, Ben Donaldson was the game manager. Yeah. No knock on Ben Donaldson, but he hasn't been there and done it. Quay Cooper has been there and done it about, you know, 50 yeah. times. And so I said to you on our WhatsApp, who's the game manager right now? Nick White went off. Who's the leader? Slipper went off. I found myself thinking, is Ben Donaldson leading mm. the Wallabies to, to avoid the biggest defeat in a long time? Yes. Yeah. That, and you said, yes, that's it. It's Ben yeah. Donaldson. Yes. And so I, I want to know from Eddie, what did he see that made him think, that would be effective. Yeah, it's a really good question. It's a really good question. It's, it's questions that hopefully will be answered um, over the next, you know, little bit. It's questions yeah, well, that you I'll, hope are answered in the, the post match. Yeah. I'll interrupt there. Like Eddie left Australia saying the media should give themselves an uppercut. Well, the uppercuts aren't directed at the media tonight. We've got to see uh, how Eddie responds. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Does yeah, does no. he have a chin? Because I think, uh, Jim, I think th this is the time now when he's no longer protected by rhetoric. Now yes. you actually have a thing on the field that point. you had. You, it, it was predictable that Fiji would play this way. He had a long time to prepare for that, and it looked like he said to himself at some point, "I'll just have a bunch of Pacific players on the field to play their Pacific players." But there was no structure, and Fiji, no. like you said, Brett, had a better structure and no plan. No yeah. plan at all. Jim, we need to let you go and, and, and wrangle your, your tour group. Just to, Do you want to cast an eye forward to what has to be fixed next week? 
Well, it was a significant penalty goal kick by Fiji at the end because that denied Australia a bonus point. So we're in uh, tricky territory there. We've virtually got to get a five-point result against Wales to stay active, to, to give us uh, no, some... No, Australia, Australia got the bonus point, Jim, because he, he, missed, he missed the kick. Oh, he missed so the kick, they, sorry. Yeah, they still got the, yeah. Still So that was significant yeah. that he missed it. Yes. Because if he had not... Uh, given us that uh, point at the end there, uh, we could have been in real strife. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Real, 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 real worrying, real worrying points. Uh, look, Jim, we, we will let you go. Okay, we'll, I'll let uh, you go. Thank, thanks so much for, for joining us from Stanitia. We'll talk to you next week. Thank See you, you next week. Bye. Yep. Well, Harry, um, great, great to have, great to have Jim Tucker <laughs> talking, us, talking to us there from, the ground in sanity and the you could still hear the noise coming through there was still obviously people walking past and there's bands playing and there's going to be a hell of a fijian party in sanity and tonight i'm very sorry if i was shouting at you before but I no, no 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 hear, i couldn't hear anything over the din behind jim so i was just shouting into the microphone <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it really was something. Um, let's try and get into some stocks rising and falling because I don't think the stocks rising is going to take very long out of this Wallace performance because there's not too many positives coming out of that game. Oh, let me let me say this: I think that Nick Frost was really, really strong in the line out, and I know that he's been battling that that ear cut and he'd even had to fashion um, a bit of protection into the uh, into the scrum cap he'd actually cut a hole in his headgear and had put a like a like a water polo cap ear guard in it so there's a bit of you know percussive maintenance going on here in the wallabies camp as well but he was really effective tonight and and didn't let that affect him at all Geez, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm with you. I actually thought that the line-out steals was the only positive that was not weighed down by a negative. Every other mm -hmm. player or action, I'd write down. Nick White's 50-22, uh, and then I'd say, ah, oh, then he goes to the head. Uh, yeah. Marky Mark was interested in attack, but not in defense. Yeah. Uh, I, I just kept going uh, that it was a balanced scale. And I think maybe this is going to be maybe a little controversial because I just said that Ben Donaldson should not have been left as the game manager. I still think with what he had given to him and what he had in, in his in his pocket, that was a pretty good performance by Ben Donaldson. I mean, I just don't mm. think he should have been put in that situation. Um, but of all the people out there, he seemed like at least he was, I don't know, ready to play. I, I, I literally thought people were not ready to play. I felt like the loose balls were collected by Botia, by Tuasova. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like everything aerials was going to go their way. I thought the... But, you know the 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 energy the energy um, stakes was clearly on Fiji's side, yeah. and Eddie kept telling us, "But you're going to see the fruits of our labor." Like, like hey, I ragged them out. You're going to see. Uh, we're going to be so fit, and I just didn't see it. We saw the fruits of something, and it wasn't good tonight. No. That was that performance to me, and I think I said it in our WhatsApp. That performance to me was back to first couple of weeks of the rugby championship in terms well, of was. disconnection, it, misfunction, just, it was just all over the place. It was because it was not recognizable. Remember in Pretoria and then I think in Sydney, you couldn't tell what the game plan was except to yeah. dispossess and, and hope for the best. 
And I think I had written an article saying here are four possible ways. I literally saw all all four plans blended into an un mm. unholy unholy mix of 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 just uh, complete fecklessness. I really mm. felt like those were not uh, the players that I've been seeing for years and years and years. Some of them I just felt like they had left the building, and yeah. I don't know what happened in the change rooms. I don't know what happens next, but they didn't seem to be ready yeah. for this game. What about the other side of things? Stocks stocks falling. There'll be a few here, I'm guessing. Um, I, I think being belligerent to the press in the press room by Eddie Jones, that that ship has sailed. Mm. <laughs> it's a very weird stock to fall, but stop doing that. Um, level up. Uh, yeah, and, so on, the, on yeah. that, he actually needs to answer some tough questions now, Eddie Jones. Yeah. He needs yeah. to – he can't just – try and bring them on himself and he can't just try and deflect on that. He actually needs to answer some tough questions about not just performance there tonight, but about his selections that put players in that position to chase a game that they weren't really equipped to chase. So he needs to give us some answers now after that game. Yeah, I think that's true. And then I don't know what happened in that final three minutes that I felt like I was going to have an aneurysm when they were kicking the ball back. Um, and just you know, everyone having trying to find the biggest bomb spiral. Mm. Whoever whoever authored that, whoever gave that signal, and and if it was just them doing it, then everyone who made that, every one of those who made those kicks, I thought, yeah. what are you doing? There's five minutes left, and you know yeah. what you have to do, and it's not going to be accomplished by kicking spiral bombs. The forwards were stuck like pedestals; they couldn't chase. No one could chase because of the offsides, and they were kicking sixty meters which mm. gave all the time and, in the world to catch it and kick it 65 metres back. And I can imagine Simon Ravalui, the Fijian coach, is sitting up in the stands just going, kick it again, just kick it again, keep exactly. kicking it. Yeah. It, was a bizarre, um, it, was a, it was a bizarre way to try and chase a game in, with, in the last three minutes. Uh, Jim's, Jim's mentioned Nick White, and, and he will, I'm sure, he, he seems to be the designated sca scapegoat. So that, I'm sure his name will come up. Oh, I I think that I don't, the, I, I don't the, see them. I don't see that by the way. No, no neither, yeah. neither do I. Because because yeah. the speed of his pass is is still it still actually provided a lot of front football for for Australia tonight. They couldn't quite make the gain line and they couldn't do much with it. But he wasn't slowing the play down. I'm not seeing that. The gain the gain line was a massacre, and that's not Nick. No, no, that's it. The the, the Fijian midfield mm -hmm. defence was absolutely phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. I've not seen stats yet. But I don't know that Kasama Kareli made much ground tonight at all. He was just getting monstered every time he he carried into into traffic. Um, look, Gordon's Gordon's stocks has fallen tonight on on that. Um, yeah. I I think Richie Arnold probably hasn't done himself any favors. Yeah. Um, and look, even things like Jordan Uelesi coming off the bench had a few a few moments, and and actually actually looks like he copped a bit of a head injury late in the game as well. So whether he's actually fit to play next week is a is going to be a question mark. The selections <laughs> is going to be the issue. When he when he bought Carter Gordon off in the 50-minute mark and put Vunavalu on, that put Donaldson to 10 and Nwangani Tawazi to 15. That moment there highlighted why not having Andrew Kellaway on the bench was just absolute madness. Hey. No, it's absurd. And any explanation to the contrary is complete and utter bullshit. Mm -hmm. So um, anyone who's saying that is literally saying 
I just wasn't thinking, which is maybe what it really was. Because mm -hmm. if, you play, if you game played that through, that was expected, it was obvious, it was predictable, that your game managers on the field would be a bunch of people who don't know how to manage a game. Um, no, I think, I think that's ridiculous. And who aren't know. equipped to manage a game? They, like, they're not used no. to managing games. No. no. So, yeah, I... I don't know. I don't. I don't get that. Um, here, let's hear from uh, from Dave Parecki, who uh, spoke to uh, the the World Feed and the host broadcasters immediately after the match. David, it's always going to be a very tough pool C uh, battle out here today. Um, what was it like out there? Oh, uh, first of all, credit to Fiji. Uh, class performance from them. Um, but it was as expected, you know, they, they got world-class players in the back line, they take advantage, and in and around that breakdown, they took advantage tonight, so credit to them. Uh, we've got a pretty quick turnaround to Wales now that we've got to lick our wounds and, and get up for that game, which is easy, because it's a World Cup game. How do, you, how, how do you look at this Fijian team and what they brought to this game against you today? They really showed that they wanted to win this game. It was very complicated for you going into those final 20 minutes. Yeah, well, I, I think every team wants to win these games. Um, uh, like I just said, you know, in and around that breakdown, every time we put some pressure on, they got a sort of a penalty in there and escape. So, um, you know, we got to clear work on for next week, and that's something we'll be looking to do. So some interesting thoughts there from, from Dave Parecki, Harry. Um, so... While uh, Wallabies play Wales in Lyon next week, and now we're in permutation and mathematical equation territory because Wales are on 10 points in Pool C, Fiji are on six, Australia are on six. Fiji are ahead of Australia based on the head-to-head the -head contest there. So the Wallabies will have to beat Wales and almost certainly have to deny them a losing bonus point. That's, that's the starting point, isn't it? And that's, uh, you know, playing a Warren Gatlin team and having that permutation is not good because mm. if one thing the Warren Gatlin teams know how to do is stay in touch, stay within seven, stay within five, and just hang around. Mm. Um, I'll tell you this, you know, all, all the, the plans and all the promises were always premised on one thing is could you make the Wallabies more, be more accurate such that they would not lose the penalty contest I don't know what the final count was, but it was, it was deep in the mess, game, yeah. and it was uh, six to thirteen. And I thought, if Fiji is six and you're thirteen, mm -hmm. and you've had you know a whole year to get better at that, which is to be accurate in contact, the yeah. right height, and know what you're doing around the breakdown, then I'm sorry, but I don't see the improvement from Dave Rennie. I don't see the reason no. for firing Dave Rennie. I no. think they should have waited until 2024. It was a rebuild project with a bunch of young kids. None of that makes sense. So it's not just Eddie that's to blame. It's also Hamish and whoever in the board thought, we have to do this right now. No, you don't. And now here's the proof is in the pudding. You just mm. got pudding. You just got puddinged. And you, and you, like to say, even two years ago, to say Fiji will beat six penalties and you're 13 deep into a match where they're structurally kicking, out kicking you and out thinking you're on the field. Come on. What kind of coaching yeah. is that? No, it's mad. It's mad. I, I think I heard. Uh, Morgan Turanui say in the stand broadcast very, very late just before he came on, I think I heard him say 18-8 was the penalty count. And I think he also wow. said that half of those Australian penalties conceded were in attack. And so you've just made me go to my notes here. Just inside, where am I? I'm just inside the last... Uh, just inside the last 20 minutes, we've got Ulessi Ping for not releasing in the 60th minute. We've got uh, 
Vinavalu not releasing in the 72nd minute, Conor Betty not releasing in the 74th minute, um, and then there was one other late there in the piece there as well. So that's four alone in the, in the last 20 minutes of Australia's attacking breakdown just being non-existent and guys getting isolated. And now Andrew Brace was very, very quick to reward defending players over the ball, and he did that for both sides. I want to make that very, very clear. But that highlighted how inaccurate Australia were around the breakdown. They got absolutely towed up at the breakdown tonight in this game, completely smashed. That's it. Completely smashed. So where to from here? Who knows? It's it, it almost feels like a, a back-to-square-one loss, and that is not what you want in the middle of a World Cup. That's just – they've got a hell of a job to do from here now because Wales would have watched that game and thought there's nothing in that that we need to worry about. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll be there next week, and, and so this becomes a compelling match. I would say yeah. if the board and the chairman and whoever else is making decisions is doing things uh, unsentimentally or without undue prejudice or politics – they will fire Eddie Jones if he does not qualify from the pool because that's what you do. They won't, they won't do that, though. They won't, they won't do it they because they're all but, in. They are but that's all what I'm in. saying. That's what I'm saying. They kept, they, they kept changing the, 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 the passing grade from semifinals because Rennie was probably going to get to a quarterfinal. Mm. Then yeah. to quarterfinals. And now we're even saying, well, maybe not even qualify. Stuart Lancaster got fired. Mm. Most most coaches from a top team uh, get fired if they don't make it out of the pool, and I think the way they're not getting out of the pool if they don't get over the line here. And I, I'd say right now, you would say the the odds are against them. Okay, the odds are against the Wallabies uh, is really because of selection. I mean, I'm I'm just it's, think that's it's self inflicted. It's absolutely yeah, exactly. The, there were the, players yeah. to put them over the line against Fiji. I don't think Quay Cooper plays that way in the final twenty minutes of a match. I think he knows. We're gonna score. We're gonna score right now. Let's take the game by the scruff of the neck. I think yeah. the wrong Arnold was on the team on the on the floor. I mean, there's just people who actually could have done better. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Mutabalu yeah, is be... not the the best back three player you guys got in Australia. Come on, of course, of course not. He's not. Of course not. No. <laughs> like, I don't even know where I was going now. If now that you throw that at, at me, yeah. there's going to be. Um, there's going to be a big question mark about where where Will Skelton is um, because he was, I mean, he was probably out of contention three days ago, if we're honest, but they maintained this whole charade of him being Why? a possible inclusion and wasn't officially ruled out until, you know, an hour yeah. beforehand or whatever. Why? God knows. Um, where Tanya Latupo is now is going to be crucial for this um, because they're going to need to scrum very, very well against against Wales, and they didn't necessarily scrum particularly well against Fiji tonight. Um, set piece is going to have to be a hell of a lot better. Oh, there is so many things to fix, and there's only a week to do it. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see how it goes from here. It's going to be a cracking game for you to get to in, in Lyon next week. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll join you there. No, I'm probably not going to be able to do that. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, England Japan is about to kick off uh, here shortly, um, and there's there's look there's been some there has actually been some interesting results I would say in the Sunday games. Um, you know, you were in Bordeaux for South Africa and uh, Romania. That was about as one side as we expected, I think. Yeah, it was, but I, there was a one moment, a beautiful moment, where a paper airplane came came flying down from the top reaches 
of this incredible stadium, by the way, in Bordeaux. Mm -hmm. And it went all the way to Billy LaRue. It landed at LaRue's feet. LaRue picked it up, smiled, and then jogged over to Mathieu Renel, Monsieur Renel, handed him the paper airplane. I guess that's what you do when a paper airplane comes on the field. You say, hey, referee, here it is, because you're the sole official. <laughs> what do I field. do with this? And Mathieu Renel smiled. It touched Billy on the, on the shoulder. And then, and then he tried to throw the paper airplane back into the crowd and did not reach the crowd. And he got booed for that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good to see him uh, moving the game on. No time wasting there, was there? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Goodness, goodness. Anyway, that's look, let's let's call it a, a day on that. We'll look at some more of of these games and in a bit more depth. And there'll be a bit more, there'll be a lot more said about this Wallabies performance uh, on, on pods of all persuasions over the next few days and particularly uh, hours out Wednesday morning. But that is another instant reaction behind us to Fiji's stunning 22-15 win over Australia this morning in Senator. Now, thanks to Jim Tucker for joining us before rounding up his tour group. Um, thank you, mate. That was, oh, that was an interesting one. And all credit to Fiji. That was one of the best matches yeah. I've ever seen them play. Absolutely. I think they were magnificent. Yeah, yeah. The first time they've beaten uh, beaten Australia since the 1950s and an absolutely deserving win it was today. And we'll have all the fallout today, tomorrow, and throughout the week on theraw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, the home of all your favourite Rugby World Cup analysis and opinions and conversations. Don't forget the Raw has you covered with as much Rugby World Cup content as you can take. Just head to the site for all the analysis, reaction, colour, ratings, all the important team news as well. Um, but thanks so much for your company. Harry and I will be back on Wednesday morning, Australian time, for another great episode of the Raw Rugby Podcast, powered by ASICS, where we'll go over everything from the second weekend of Rugby World Cup 2023 and look forward to Australia's now crucial clash with Wales in Lyon this weekend. <laughs>